0: I mean, he been putting in work for
1: so long. Putting a lot of work. What is going on, guys? Welcome to episode 25 of Putting in Work. I'm Jonathan Peck. And I didn't really know I'd get this far when I started the show. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, there's a few people that I actually want to shout out just because they've been especially great supporters in recent weeks, uh, either with great feedback or compliments or just letting me know that they've been listening and enjoying the show. So to Aaron Treble, Alex Van Aken, Nato, Brandon Everett, Tanya Flockhart, Mark Freeman, Chris from Florida, Drew Agnew, Logan Wilkinson, Jake James Luger, and John Bernardo. You've all said especially kind or supportive things in recent weeks, so thank you very much. I'd like to thank everyone who's tuned in over the past 25 weeks. You all make it that extra bit enjoyable. If you want to help out the show, don't forget you can support it with a review or rating in iTunes. That's a great help. But enough of the housekeeping, let's get to the show. For this week, we've got a friend of mine, Dylan Blight, also known as Viva La Dil. You can find Dylan and I over on the Explosion Network, where we do a few different podcasts each week, as well as the uh, occasional movie review, video discussions, reactions to all kinds of things in pop culture. It's a lot of fun there with uh, five of our other friends. But today, I'm going to talk to Dylan about his YouTube channel, Viva LaDil, which he's been running in some form or another for about 11 years, I believe. Now, you might think you didn't even know that YouTube existed 11 years ago. That's because there probably wasn't that many people on there, especially compared to now. But Dylan's been there since the start. He's only at 24, 10, 25. So he's been right in on it since the ground floor, basically. He's seen the evolution of the platform. He's evolved himself in many ways as growing up on YouTube and seeing his content develop from, I guess, teenage mucking around to more nuanced thoughts on movies and other kinds of pop culture, but generally Dylan now does a vlog, which for those who don't know is a video blog, he talks about his life, he shows you the things that he's doing in his life, it's really just Dylan sharing his life in an entertaining way, trying to do what he can, talk about what's going through his head, showing you what's around him, and at the same time, doing his best to entertain his audience. The fact that he comes up with three or four videos every week to shoot and edit almost daily is really impressive. I think it's one of the biggest indications of Dylan's dedication to just having this creative outlet. Anyone that you know has struggled with consistency... In their own creative endeavours, I think they'll take something away from what Dylan has to share today. So, sit back and relax, because here comes Dylan Blight. You are Viva deal I am
0: Viva LaDil. <laughs> D-I-L.
1: D-I-L. You're a, you're a young man, you're 24 years old.
0: I am, 25 this year.
1: 25. Oh. <laughs> but you've been in this game... For a lot longer than most people. So tell me how you got started vlogging and what your introduction was to YouTube and if YouTube was even the thing when you started doing it.
0: When I started YouTube, I think everyone was vlogging. It's just not the way that everyone does it now. Like, everyone now, it's like everyone's running around watching Casey Neistat and... Really fancy people with flying drones and they're outside and they're going crazy and they're doing all sorts of nut stuff and all sorts of stuff is going on. But when I started YouTube, when I was like 13, 12, twelve, thirteen, 13, I suppose, it was literally every single video I watched, everyone's just sitting in their room and they were just talking about their day. And I mean, no one called it vlogging. It was probably just what people called a video blog or something like that. Hmm. But that's all everyone did. It was just like, sit in their room, talk to the camera, make some funnies, talk about their day. The most, no, barely anyone edited. Um, if you, you know I mean? If you put a cut in your video, it was like, whoa, man. Like Cutting edge. It was, just like, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was crazy. But I, do, I can't remember why I ended up on YouTube. Oh, I, I do know. The exact same place I got my name, Ben Majera. Yeah. So I have my account now, Viva La Dil. I had an account before that so this account's like 10 uh, it's nearly like 11 years old right? The, the one I'm on now. So I've been on YouTube for like 11 years. I had an account before this one I can't remember the username but I started making YouTube videos by taking the information off Bam Margera's website which he would put on there every couple of days there was journal updates there would be photos and it would say what he'd been up to. Yeah. Like here's Bam doing a Kick kickflip kick flip over this thing here's Here's Bam doing a, crashing a shopping trolley into something. Going
1: to Germany and, or like Iceland yeah, or whatever he was up to. Yeah.
0: So I would take the information from his website and I would save the pictures and I would turn them into a video where it would, it would show the picture, I would make the text smaller and more concise. So I would just be like, Bam was in such and such, here he is doing a kit flop, here's the picture. I started making all these videos and that's how I started and people, <laughs> heaps of people subscribed. These videos were getting on average, like 500 views and wow. all they were is for like people lazy enough that they couldn't go to, to Bam's website. So yeah, for some reason I started, I just one day decided I'll take <laughs> Bam Majera's name and stuff. And Why just,
1: do you think you did that though? Like what made you think, oh, this will be something people will want to watch or was it just that you wanted to make it?
0: I just wanted to make it. Yeah. I was like, I, I was like, going to this website all the time seems like a pain. I'll just spend an
1: hour doing I'll more. I'll spend an it. hour.
0: Well, I've always liked editing. Yeah. That's my thing. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, I've made heaps of different videos over the years and I've always been interested in videos. It's like, I wanted to be, I wanted to make movies at one stage, I wanted to like direct music videos at one stage. i will still do any of that stuff, but. It's just like editing, like piecing together a puzzle does something to my mind that I really, really enjoy for some reason. It doesn't matter what, just, just like editing.
1: Yeah, it's like you've got all the pieces at the start, you've got the music, the different clips, and it's putting it together. And It's just,
0: yeah, putting it together.
1: So how did you get from summarising Viva La Bam's daily uh, <laughs> workings to actually vlogging and recording your life?
0: <laughs> it's so funny, like my first video... On my youtube channel is still there i think it's still public is me doing a how-to video on how to upload a banner to youtube and that's the first time i ever like did something on camera i think i don't know why i did that um but i did it and maybe slowly i think just slowly because my next one after that was a video literally like here's how to upload a video because you'd have to be a chimpanzee not to be able to work that out but I think maybe I just eased myself into it. Mm. After it's like you watch, you know, when you really want to do something, it's like I would have been watching heaps of videos, and I would have eventually just been like, "I want to go, I want to, I want to, I want to go at this. I want to. I don't know what I want to talk about." But then, yes, yeah, so I eased myself in. And being like and get
1: thirteen, co- you probably didn't really have anything to say about to, the world. Not really. No.
0: <laughs> not not particularly. <laughs> But, yeah, so I think I just eased myself in. And then if you look, like, six months down the track of, like, doing random how-to videos that no one wants to watch, all of a sudden I'm putting together videos, really terrible quality videos from my mobile phone at the time, recording, like, me and my friends running around at school, all this sort of stuff. And then I started stealing my... (laughs) I started stealing my dad's camera out of his room um, after my mum and dad went to work in the morning and i'll turn up late to school every day because i would be like yeah i'll leave for school in a minute Mum. no worries They'd leave brother leave Mum dad leave bye everyone cool lock door run to run to their wardrobe gab camera set it up because this is like at least better quality than my phone record like five videos about nothing but they're i'm just being silly like hyperactive young Dylan's like yelling random stuff at the screen and whatever <laughs> chucking stuff around I don't know what the hell I'm doing but yeah I just like film all these videos and I did that for ages and we did get to a point in time eventually where at some stage my parents discover I'm doing all this YouTube stuff and they 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 they, they locked the camera away
1: what was their <laughs> objection to it like why did you have to do it in secret <laughs> I, was it the I whole know. unknown of the internet? Like, who's gonna watch it? They're gonna like th- find out where yeah. you live.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, I think that was actually it. They're gonna come the, to Tasmania. They're, they're very, they're very, very scared of all that stuff. My dad's always been the type of person who's like, never use your full name anywhere on the internet ever. <laughs> <laughs> They'll hack you.
1: And now he's, so, his whole house is like <laughs> documented on YouTube, basically pretty much. through your videos. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So when did you start to take it more seriously as not just I'm doing this for fun versus I'm actually taking some pride in this and wanting to create something that people are entertained by?
0: (laughs) I suppose at some stage, like when you're running around being silly and then all of a sudden YouTube enters the partner program. YouTube's like, we're going to start giving people money who make videos on YouTube. And I remember when they announced this feature, I was like, oh my God. That's crazy. You can make Because up until this point, it's crazy to think about now, of course, because YouTube, you automatically go like money, YouTube, people, popular YouTubers are making heaps of money. But for the first year or whatever, or the first couple of years, everyone was just doing it for fun. But then they're like, oh, you can make money. I applied for the partner program. I got led into the partner program. and I was like, oh, I can make money now. And I think even at however old I would have been, like 15, probably 15 years old, I can start making money off my videos. The sole reason I have my bank account, my main bank account now, is because I went to my dad with a printout of a Google email (laughs) and was like, Dad, um, I'm going to start making money off those stupid YouTube videos that you, you guys all hate me making. But just forget that. Can you take me down to the local ANZ branch and you'll need to co-sign my bank account because i'm not old enough because i need a bank account to start taking money in from my account how old were you at this point like 15 maybe 14 and a half you didn't have a
1: bank account at that age
0: (laughs) no no just uh
1: just a sock tin in the sock drawer or something
0: (laughs) pretty much yeah yeah i just had like i just put away my if i got like pocket money or like chore money or whatever you whatever it was it's like yeah, it was cash. I was putting it in my wallet. I was saving it. I was putting it in a piggy bank or something. I don't know. But in a bank account, no.
1: Spending it on Star Wars prequels? Yeah, pretty much. Mm.
0: Um, so, yeah, I suppose at that stage, it's like, oh. I, I, I think I, was, I remember feeling I like kind of important to some sort. Like, I knew I wasn't, like, super popular. But I was like, I've got accepted. Back when they first put that program out, it was really hard to get into. Like, everyone was like, this thing is really strict for some rate that was really really strict on who they was letting into it and when i got in i was like oh yeah, i'm gonna i'm gonna be a superstar <laughs>
1: <laughs> and look at you now me so now <laughs> why do you think they let you into it if it was so strict
0: well it's been all right i had like um, a thousand subscribers or whatever and
1: already by the age of 15 yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh.
0: and um yeah most of my most of my videos on average were you know hitting somewhere between at least like three, four hundred upwards mm. on average, which at the time was um, like pretty high, I suppose. On if that's your average viewership, yeah. and then you you do every now and then you get one video that's popular and it has like a couple thousand views and stuff like that. But if on average your videos are getting several hundred views, that's like um, good. that's good. Back in the, was back in the day. These days to be good, you need like on average a couple thousand. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay, so by that stage, is this still just the silly videos or were you getting a little bit more high concept?
0: By this stage, I start writing scripts for skits. I'm at school. I'm in my maths class. I'm in the back of the room not doing my work. I'm writing scripts for comedy skits and stuff like that or short films and stuff like that. And I started to get my friends more involved and recording them and stuff like that. I recorded remember one of the, the first scripted thing I ever wrote was I wrote a series called Going Back to School. It was just about some random character. It was played by me, of course, who was about to get ready to go back to school. But then the camera was like talking to him. It had like a VO and it was just kind of really weird. And I was obsessed with like, um, I discovered you could like jump cut magic in, like, so I could be standing there and then have a voiceover go, oh no, you'll need a backpack to go to school, Dylan, Oh, don't worry, here's one for you. And then if I cut it there, and then put the backpack on, stood back in the same place, cut it together. It suddenly, the, suddenly the backpack appears, right? Because you just you cut it together. Yeah, like a cheesy
1: but TV. Commercial. It's like it's
0: like yeah. really cheap back in the day, like before special effects were invented. Obviously, so it's you watch it. I move slightly because obviously I can't, I don't stand the exact same position. But all of a sudden there's a there's a backpack there, and I was obsessed with doing effects like this, like. There's no, there's no bin in that corner. Cut all of a sudden. There's a bin in that corner, kind of, kind of thing. It, I was just like, oh wow, it's like special effects on the cheap because it's just um, <laughs> you don't realize how fun yeah. it can be to, to do stuff like that. So I wrote this whole script, recorded it all, and I, I even like d- um, downloaded some program on my computer to make music. So I was like, even like scoring my little, my little short movies. Yeah, for some reason people watched him. I guess.
1: So I guess that's made it stand out from the typical vlog at the time.
0: Yeah, well, I was, uh, yeah, well, here's this random young teenage kid, <laughs> just being a weirdo. I guess. I don't know why people watched half the stuff. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so from there, how did what was the kind of peak in terms of popularity of this channel? Because I know you've got about a thousand now, right? Mm.
0: Yeah. So. I peak and I die very quickly because I would have started my YouTube. It would have been started grade eight, I think, um, because I was doing my band one in grade seven. So I think I start this one in grade eight, and by the end of grade nine ish, that's probably I'm probably dying off because, well, not probably dying off my height of mm. of popularity because all of a sudden. As I start getting older, I suppose I'm heading towards like late teen or t- being a t- teenager or whatever, late teenager or whatever stuff like this. It's like I don't want to. D- I'm just r- I'm doing other things. I can't be bothered. I want to talk about other stuff. Suddenly, I suddenly I start getting interested in movies, like a legit, not just like watching movies. Like suddenly, I have the interest that I do to this day yeah. of like talking and critiquing and stuff like this. So all of a sudden I'm like, I want to start doing videos where I'm talking about movies, critiquing them or talking about movie news and stuff like this. But of course, for the few hundred videos before this point, for the year and a half, two years, whatever it had been, my channel had been built up around a random kid yelling, screaming, doing completely rubbish, random stuff. And now here he is like talking to the camera like, yeah, like trying to be serious. And I think most people that were subscribed to my channel were like, can't you, can't you like do like rub Vegemite on yourself again or something? Like, <laughs> which is a thing I did, but it's like, you know, you know, it's just like, yeah, it's not what audience, they signed up for. Yeah. It's not what they signed up for, but I remember I had the deeper, I, I did hit a stage where I was like, man, maybe I should go back to just like purposely putting it on, like trying to be really hyperactive and all that sort of stuff all the time just to be entertaining. But then I, I, I made decisions. I was like, no, I don't want to. Like, I want to. I want to make this content now. And at the same time, when I was doing this, I was seeing other people on YouTube get into this sort of stuff. Like this is around the time when people were starting to make more serious, like sit down discussion videos on games and movies and all that sort of stuff. And they were turning them out like that. And I was like, oh, that's. I want to do that. I want to. I don't want to just record random stuff in front of my webcam all the time. And so yeah, but I think the audience didn't want it. Stuff like that. People were like. So I started dying off. Nonetheless, I just decided to do what I wanted. I guess.
1: So when an audience dies off on YouTube, are they just not watching anymore, or are they actively unsubscribing from your channel?
0: They're just not watching. Um, I've lost probably a couple hundred, I suppose, ever. But it's like, it's like look at my channel now. I still have all the subscribers. Yeah. Like, but they're not. They're not a. They're not watching. They might not, not
1: even use YouTube anymore. Like, no, in the same account.
0: Yeah, because I basically rebooted my my YouTube last year, so um, the number's there, but as far as I'm concerned, I've got, I started from zero, Mm. so.
1: So, for people that know you already, they know what your, probably know what your vlog is now, so what was the transition from doing goofy stuff to starting to basically critique and analyze and review films and whatever else to you actually starting to do this almost a daily just random instead of the goofy stuff more just talking to the camera and it's almost going back to the roots of here's what i'm thinking at the moment what was the transition like
0: so over the years i I start doing the talking about movie stuff and i do that for a while for a year there i get obsessed with dvd and blu-ray update videos like just whole videos like here's what i brought this month like i brought this blu-ray it's pretty cool to go through a phase of that, and then it's like, let's plays. I'll start a let's play channel. Blah, blah, blah. Go through every single ph- phase as I'm like getting, but this is all as I'm going from being a kid to a teenager to an adult. All the while having been like getting a girlfriend and being like, I'm spending way too much time. Like, I'm for a while, it's just like I drop off. I'm not making any videos for months because it's like I'm spending all my time with my girlfriend instead of free time making random ass videos. So I think, I think that was the thing, like, I grew up with it in a real, I started YouTube at a really weird point where it's just like, it's gone through my, my life, I suppose. And then I, I love what I do at the moment. It's like, it it is, it is like getting back to, is getting back to just doing whatever, whatever the hell I want instead of being so worried. I remember not last, two years ago, I wasn't making many videos at the stage and there's been many a points in the last couple of years where, because I've always, I mean, I talk about this in a video. You can watch my video. I talk about my depression. But so, like, when I started getting down, I'll be like, oh, man, I need to, like... I always knew that, like, this, the number one thing that always made me happy was just being cr- creative. Well, just doing something creative. You can you can say vlogs aren't creative if you want, but that's that's the list of this call. <laughs> they can, they can um, be. So I didn't, but I would always get in this rut. Like I, I remember this one video when the order 1886 came out, I spent 12 to 15 hours probably editing this order 1886 video, like cut pieces out voiceover. And I wrote a script and I thought it was really, really funny. And I spent all this time making it and I was watching it back. And at the time, I think it's just basically because how my mind was where I'm like, I'm a bad person. This is a bad thing. Um, that, but that's all like part of the depression, I think, but I just deleted it. Like I deleted, I spent so long making it. I was just like, no, it's not up to standard Bye. and I, I did this for so many projects over the, over the year. So then late last year in December, I, I broke up with my girlfriend. I was really, really down and I was looking for a way to, uh, to give myself not only something to do, but like. So once again at that stage where I'm like I need to get back into making videos because I know they make me happy like it's the one thing I know that mm. I, I knew made me happy and I'm like I need to do something that makes me happy at this stage like a creative outlet yeah I, cre- I needed a creative outlet like desperately and my biggest struggle was going to be oh you, you know what you'll do Dylan you'll make them you'll spend ages editing them or whatever and then you'll delete the damn thing so like I was having like this inner monologue one day at, I was like no no you won't. Because we'll make rules. We'll make rules. You, you film the video. You have to edit it. And you have to upload it that day. There's no ifs and buts about it. It doesn't matter if you think it's terrible. It doesn't matter if you think it's the worst possible thing ever. It doesn't matter if you think this is the worst video on YouTube. You're uploading it, Dylan. And the creative challenge for you is going to be every day trying to make it entertaining somehow. And if you think it's not entertaining, well, guess what? That's your job now. Try and turn something that's not entertaining into something that is entertaining. And that's going to be my creative outlet now. Okay. So that's why I started it.
1: And who do you think is listening to your show now? Who's the audience?
0: Uh, it's so funny because it's just like some of them get random. I didn't know who was going to watch it when I started. I'm like, I'll oh, have zero. That's what I mean about starting again. I'm like, 1,000 whatever subscribers. It doesn't mean squat. Start the whole channel again. Pretend I have no videos. And then I did the whole... I think I started getting some viewers from Sub Sunday in mm-hmm. the kind of funny Facebook group. I know that's where Explosion Network friend and co-member Nicholas Pryor started watching my videos before we actually met in person at RTX. Yep. From stuff like that.
1: I think the, the first video of yours I saw was like a Rogue... Not Rogue. Yeah, it was a Rogue One, like... Review. Like I just got back from Rogue One and here's what I thought. Which, you know, that's kinda going back to the reviews, but maybe that was a one off because you're such a big Star Wars fan, was it?
0: My my vlogs aren't I don't have like set rules, Mm. which is the thing. I did a whole vlog just talking about an episode of the Kinda Funny Games car um kinda funny podcast when Bernie Burns was on and he was talking about vlogging. Yeah. And I basically disagreed with everything he said because he, in my mind, was trying to put these really strict rules on what is and what cannot be a vlog. And in my mind, your videos are whatever whatever you want them to say they are. Mm-hmm. And mine don't really have any rules. It just needs to be a video filmed in that day where I'm the star and it needs to be put out mm-hmm. in like a 24-hour period. So... If I want to make a video where I just talk about Rogue One and I go there and it's not really a quote-unquote vlog, but it's just like a different type of video, so be it. I've done other videos where I've re- where my, that video for the day is the... I'm reviewing a TV show. I'm doing this other thing. And then the video the next day will be a random montage of me running around the neighborhood or something like that. It's just whatever. Sure.
1: So you're at the point where you're doing three or four of these videos a week and some of them take more editing than others, but it looks like... You know, regardless of how ambitious they are, it's still a lot of effort. It's a lot of work. You've got a job. You've got, you know, the other podcasts we do and all the content that happens over there. So, what would you say is the hardest part of being consistent and doing this? Like, is there something you can say has been a struggle?
0: It's when you wake up in the morning and you're like, I've got to make a video today. And you have no idea what the video is. Hmm. (laughs) <laughs> that's that's probably the the biggest hurdle we go because it's not like I have to make a video this week. It's Monday morning. I have until Sunday to come up with it. No, you wake up Monday morning. I'm making a video today. What's it about? No idea. What's the day hold for me? Don't know. But that's whatever the content is. And if your day's boring, then the video's gonna be boring. But you don't want to. Well, I I don't want to like h- pretend to heighten up my life just for the sake of um, like content. Yeah. So, it is like waking up just being like, it's today's video. I don't know. Um, some of them go crazy. It's, that's that's what I mean. Like, you've got to grab the content wherever you can. I, su- I suppose it's... But then, yeah, the editing takes time. But I like editing, so maybe it's not an issue for me. But, I mean, if you can't commit... If you if you were like, oh, I might start, like, a daily vlog or, or as close to a daily vlog as I get if you if you can't commit to the editing and that's going to be a pain then you, you're really going to struggle because there there is like been so many nights where it's like i am editing like one of the explosion network podcasts or something mm. and i've like looked at the time it's like cool twelve forty five. 45 that video is just the, the that podcast is done now i gotta start editing the vlog okay drag all the footage in 45 minutes of footage for the vlog cool finish editing it watch it render all right, it's like four AM. Cool, I'll get like three hours sleep, and then it's like, is that worth it? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's it's a commitment. That's what it is. I mean, you, you don't see any payoff, and you don't do it, and you wouldn't do stuff like this if you don't enjoy it. But I do enjoy it, and I know that the people who enjoy watching my videos, I know they enjoy them. So, and that's that's the that thing. Helps. I think yeah. people get people get obsessed with the numbers. I suppose. I don't need thousands and millions of people to watch my videos. I know that the small audience I have gathered up again since my, my quote unquote reboot," I know that they enjoy them. Mm. I know people laugh and they enjoy I know people enjoy listening to my thoughts on stuff. Um, so that's like a kick. That's like a kick in the gut, I suppose, to make you finish that late night edit. Sure.
1: And in terms of just being, I guess, vulnerable and sharing so much of your life, because, you know, you stick a camera in front of yourself and you have to come up with something. And so often that means I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about, what's on my mind. And often that's really deeply personal. So has that been something where you've just over time let your guard down or is it something where that's your personality and, you know, you're kind of an open book with that kind of thing?
0: I think because of my history, because I, because I've, I've talked to cameras so long. I don't really have an issue with it. It's like when you, you know, when you're like stick, you can stick a camera in a, a, even a phone camera in someone's face. He's not used to it. And they have that look on their face. Like, of like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like a deer staring into headlights or something. you're like, uh, I, I can sit and talk to a camera as comfortably as I'm to, like talking to you. Now it's fine. Second nature to me talking about personal stuff. I don't know, maybe that's just part of my personality, but that's like, a, that's once again a choice, like when I sit down and I make a half hour, very personal video talking about like depression and suicide and all this sort of stuff, that's a choice you make, and obviously like no one's forcing me to talk about that stuff, and I don't need to talk about that stuff, but that's, that's me making a choice of being like, my content is a bit of everything, this video may be funny, random, whatever, but then we're also going to have ones where I'm just going to like, tell you some harsh stuff about my life. Like if if harsh stuff happens, it happens. My nan died early in the year. Talked about that on video, of course. Stuff like that. I didn't need to talk about that. That's a choice. Um, But that's just me setting a bar of what what I want my content to be like.
1: And do you find that helpful as well, just for you? Like you've mentioned mental health and traumatic things that you've been through. And often those things end up in the video. Is that just because they're what's on your mind? Or does talking about it actually help you work through some of the... Things. Because, you know, I've just done this vlog myself. I don't have, like, a, a channel or anything. And I'm like, do I put it out there? Do I just keep it for myself? But I found that even recording it was a really therapeutic thing.
0: I think I think recording and talking to a camera is therapeutic anyway. Because especially if you don't have anyone to talk to, especially if you, if you have issues that you just want to say to someone, but not any particular person. Hmm. So I don't think you need... To put this sort of stuff on YouTube, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a believer of stuff like when I I recorded heaps of videos um, before I started the vlog, like leading up to me kicking it off on the 18th of December, like the week leading up to that, I was making a lot of uh, like diary entries, I suppose. They went, but they weren't going to go anywhere. It was just me talking about my emotional level at the time after the, the breakup and when I was like at my complete worst at the time because I had no one else to talk to in the world so I was like I'm just going to talk to my camera mm. and I'll watch them back for some reason then feel even worse about myself but <laughs> <laughs> but it just it did help to verbally say it, not just think it in yeah. my mind but yeah that helped me get to it um uploading this stuff to YouTube obviously wouldn't be for everyone because like even in like a lot of my videos especially like some of the more emotional ones and stuff like that I've had to like cut myself sometimes because I've said stuff that is probably a bit too far and stuff sure. like that. So if you if you weren't good at playing your own personal editor, and it's not like hiding stuff, like not editing to like hide your intentions or something like that. It's just like maybe this doesn't belong in the public eye. Sure. If you couldn't if you couldn't do that, there's probably not a good idea for you to be uploading your diary online. I guess.
1: Yeah, not every thought needs to be uh, no, not distributed. every thought needs yeah. to be,
0: <laughs> yeah, not public. No.
1: Okay, so what would be your advice to people that want to get into vlogging, they want to get into a consistent approach towards creating content and they maybe struggle with that kind of thing?
0: Uh, Pick up a camera. Uh, If you own an iPhone, you can make a video. Or if you own a smartphone, you can make a video. I think that's the most important thing that people uh, miss out on and that is because of the way YouTube is today as I was talking about, like the production quality and the fact that The most popular vloggers on YouTube all have thousand dollar, several thousand dollar cameras, thousand dollar microphones attached to a couple hundred dollar tripods. And they're running around. And everyone's like, oh, well, I can't do that because I don't have the equipment. Mm. If you have a smartphone, you've got to, they all have great cameras on. Turn it around, point it at yourself, start recording, just go. And then your video will be crap. I'm telling you right now that your video will be bad but that's okay because (laughs) you gotta you gotta that's how you get better um and you can't be scared of that and you can't be turned off of that because your quality isn't up there and if you want to start getting into youtube you gotta do you never look at the viewer numbers don't even worry about them what's that you just got to follow that saying the and audience it's like no one's watching
1: you. That yeah, kind of thing. like
0: the audience is one or a one thousand. It's like you're performing to one person or whatever it is. So it's just like, and the most important rule is if you're not having fun, don't do it. Like if you the the amount of people you can see on YouTube, I've like click on random videos every now and then, and it's so obvious that they're just trying so hard because they want it to be like their job. You can tell they're in it to try and get famous something like that and like they're not enjoying it they're just putting it on it it's it's all this this huge act to them and like, that's not fun that's 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 not fun at all you're, you're gonna wear yourself out very quickly it may take six months it may take a year it may take two years but you, there's only so long you can do that so there's no point doing it if you're not having fun it's good advice
1: dylan go. very good is that what you told jack our friend jack cruz your first, your first video is going to be crap.
0: <coughs> I probably did. I can't remember what I told him. It is, it is funny how you bring him up though, like because he he basically did. He, he's doing he admitted, an iPhone
1: thing, and it's yeah. He started
0: on the. I told him the same thing is like when he's like talking about buying camera and all sorts of stuff at the start. i I should go back and watch his first video. It probably is crap. If he, his newer videos probably are way better, but. That is literally how it's going to go for everyone. Go watch my first videos. They're way they're terrible mm. compared to now. They're probably still terrible. I've still got ways to go. You can only ever get better. That's right.
1: And speaking of getting better, Dylan, if you could do anything and know that you wouldn't fail, what would you choose to do?
0: If I could do anything... And never fail. What would I choose to do? Are you
1: repeating the question because that's what everyone does? Or, there's, something, <laughs> there's something about the question.
0: There's something about that
1: question that makes People... everyone repeat it. <laughs> I don't know um, what it is.
0: <laughs> I'd, I'd quit my day job and yeah. just like move to Melbourne tomorrow or something, and just try and if try and follow my my explosion network vlogging dreams, whatever you want to call them. If you're telling me I can't fail, I do this tomorrow.
1: Just making content, basically.
0: Yeah, I just like making stuff.
1: I like making stuff. Well, hopefully <laughs> that's uh, still on the cards for you at some point.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. Thanks
1: for thanks for hanging out and chatting. It's uh, good to kind of hear it all. You know, I've been following your vlog for I don't know since I guess since December to to different degrees over time. But
0: I feel like this may be your longest episode as well I'm hoping
1: it might be I babble <laughs> we're used to doing stuff together for like an hour. So. thank you for listening that was Dylan Blight you can catch Dylan at Viva La Dil, Dil on Twitter and YouTube don't forget you can see Dylan and myself over on the Explosion Network check us out on Twitter at Explosion Pod as always you can catch me on Twitter at Johnny himself until next week keep putting in work